0: Leslie Brown passed away this week at the age of 64. Those who knew the grandmother from Bristol, England, say she was a very quiet and private person. But back in July 1978, she made medical history by giving birth to her daughter Louise, the world's first test tube baby. Leslie Brown had been trying for a baby with her husband, John, for nine years before successfully conceiving through what was then the still experimental technique of in vitro fertilization. Millions of IVF babies have been born since. Robin Morantz Hennig is the author of Pandora's Baby How the World's First Test Tube Baby Sparked the Reproductive Revolution. So, Robin, Leslie Brown's story, I mean, why did she consent to trying this method?
1: Well, you know, she didn't realize that she was the first. That happened somewhere along the way, uh, that she was already pregnant, and it dawned on her because she was getting so much attention that she was the first ever.
0: You mean when she went to the Bourne Clinic, uh, she didn't say, has this ever been tried before?
1: I'm sure she knew it was new and experimental. But she didn't seem to know that she was the first one in whom it had taken because she wasn't the first one to try it. She was just just the first successful one.
0: I see. What were the fears of IVF at the time? And did uh, Leslie Brown have any hesitation about this experiment?
1: I don't think she did personally. She wrote a a little memoir with her husband afterwards. um, And it didn't sound like they were concerned about what might be the outcome. But the world was very concerned. People thought that if you started ma- manipulating eggs and sperm in a Petri dish, then you were likely to cause all sorts of chromosomal disruption and end up with a monster.
0: Now, some of the kind of global fears about what IVF represented at the time, how did that translate for criticism for uh, Leslie Brown herself? Did she come under a lot of heat for doing what she did?
1: It was mostly her doctors who came under heat, Patrick Steptoe and, and Robert Edwards, mm. who were the gynecologist and the experimental biologist who put this together. They were highly criticized and they were sort of presented as Frankenstein kind of uh, scientists. She was mostly the object of fascination. You know, when she got close to delivery, news reporters from all over the world were camped out on her front lawn and she had to actually go into hiding. She had to go into a hospital under an assumed name because everybody was so interested in what was going to happen.
0: How long did it take before the IVF technology became really kind of common?
1: It only took a few perfectly normal test tube babies to be born before people stopped being so worried about what was going to happen. I mean, it was really lucky that Louise Brown was perfectly healthy and beautiful because really that did a lot to assuage people's fears about what kind of uh, chromosomal aberration they were going to see.
0: It's so accepted now. I'm wondering if you see any downsides today to to all the IVF births.
1: There seems to be a certain increase in certain kinds of birth defects that come about from IVF. But by and large, it's not the kind of wholesale birth defect factory that people had thought it was going to be. And it's hard to know when there are studies that show some higher rates of certain problems It's hard to know whether it's the IVF itself or just whatever other problem had led to the infertility in the first place.
0: What about some of the ethical dilemmas that IVF presents? I mean, first of all, allowing women to have kids later in life, but also, I mean, it's an incredibly expensive procedure that uh, most women on this planet can't afford.
1: Right. Um, There's actually now apparently some IVF clinics in the developing world, which is a surprising uh, development, it seems to me, that... Some of these countries where overpopulation seems to be the main problem, if there are middle-class women who are infertile, they feel like they need to have services offered to them as well. One medical downside I neglected to mention was the um, greater likelihood of there being multiple births. Mm. Early on in the process, doctors often put back into the uterus many eggs, many fertilized eggs, like five or six or seven, hoping that... That way, at least one of them would implant and turn into an actual pregnancy, but that led to a, a greatly increased incidence of twins, triplets, sometimes even more than that, and even twins are an increased problem in terms of um, both the pregnancy and the outcome you know whether the babies are going to end up being healthy so so that's always been for IVF and for many other fertility treatments as well has always been one of the biggest possible risks
0: Robin bottom line for you what's going to be the legacy of uh, Leslie Brown
1: I actually think that because of her bravery she initiated an entire new technology and an entirely new way of thinking about having children and I think it really has changed the way this generation of young women is thinking about childbearing
0: Robin Morantz hennig the author of Pandora's Baby, How the World's First Test Tube Baby Sparked the Reproductive Revolution, speaking to us about the late Leslie Brown, the world's first IVF mother. Robin, thank you very much.
1: My pleasure.